he was convicted of various things unrelated to us. He was given a fairly long uh, jail sentence, and he's a weak person. God damn, it's a new day. Check, Mike, check. Wake up, wake up. This is the Get Up Podcast. We are here for another week. We and us and me and Estat and Pharaoh. We are here. It's a pretty elaborate uh, intro like this time. You <laughs> like that, right? I had to add some random gibberish in there. Pharaoh, what's up, bro? Bro, he has some new stuff. <laughs> I'm good, brothers. I'm good. The light is keeping me. I hope the light is keeping y'all. Oh, yes. Hmm. Oh, most definitely. This coldness is keeping me too. It's keeping me cold as shit. <laughs> Thirty some odd degree weather, dude. I was gonna say there is no light. What are you talking about? It's, <laughs> it's dark till seven, and <laughs> it's dark at five. Like, um, this is really interesting. Um, down south, it's snowing right now, oh, but yeah. it's not gonna. It's it's not gonna catch up here. So I was saying, like, since one of the days that we would ever say that it's snowing down south and not snowing up in the northeast. Hey, it's that uh, climate Crazy. change, right? You know? Right. Soon it's gonna be hot up here. It's gonna be cold down there. It's gonna <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Shit about the ice change, caps huh? about to be on the equator. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, ice caps about to be done. Shit, we all about right. To be. It's about to be a tropical rainforest up and there. We'll be talking know? about that uh, that climate change talk. Uh, <laughs> our science. We're going back to our science topics and stuff later. But um, how was everybody's week? Let me start out with that. Let me just check on y'all. Um, it was good. It was good. I got a lot of writing done. Got a lot of um, articles and stuff posted. That's not been doing so, his shit waking up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, man. I'm just trying to stay stay productive. Um, yeah. Just keep that volume up. That shit is hard um, talking about producti- productivity, though. And talk like this week, I feel like I've gotten some things done, but I just haven't. I wasn't as productive as I was last week. And I know why, because of like, you know, organization and, you know, being detailed, like making sure. Yeah, I, I feel like when you when you first start off something like that, you have so many things that you want to do yeah. that you're very productive. And then you get through all of that and you're like, oh, like, what am I supposed to do now? Because you don't have a, a solid plan of how to yeah. keep up that workflow. You know? Exactly. So I've been kind of dealing with the same thing. Like I had a lot of ideas of what I wanted to write and then yeah. I wrote all of them and I'm like, oh, okay, what do I write now? Like, I know, <laughs> so right? Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out, but you know, it's a work in progress. So you were able to get everything done that you wanted to get done by waking up early. Yeah, I was or- able to get a lot of it done fairly quickly. Dope. And, um... You know, now I'm just kind of at the stage where I'm and like, no okay, like, how do I keep this either. up? I'm really, I'm really proud of you on that. No snoozes, just it beep, beep, beep. You're up. Yeah, I, um, I don't want to wake, you know, my fiance up. A and yeah. B, you know, if you, if you. If you wait, then you get more incentive to keep waiting. That's the you know? thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, just get up out of bed real quick. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like right. I just don't want any choice. Like, yeah. I can't go back to sleep. That's the thing. Um, so, you know, I, it, it is it. that first, of course, of wake, that first beginning stage of waking up where I have, like, the hardest time. Where it's yeah. like, ah, oh, damn it. All right. That point where your bed's whispering to you, it like... Is. Stay baby, in. it's cold outside. <laughs> you're, like, Fuck. you're right, baby. Yes. It is cold it outside. It is cold outside, <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally, yes, it is really cold outside. Um, but that's dope, though. Um, I, I, I stay. I continue to try and stay on that that journey of waking up early. Um. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're almost at that 21. If you think about it, 
you're almost at that 21 because they say I, I feel that's 21 a lie, man. I've never, you don't I've think so? Never had that work for me. I, I'll do something for 21 see, days. But it seems like you're you you've caught on. Like it's a habit. Well, now. It's, it, it hasn't been because it's like the 21 days. It's because like I I actively have stuff I have to get done. Okay. You know, like I I think that it, for any goal that you have, you need a you need a a set goal that you really want to accomplish. So you you have a deadline. Yeah, like I really want to you yeah. know be writing and have this you know be my career so yeah. like if I, if I don't wake up I just screw myself shout out the channel again <laughs> um, plug oh s ron s s dot ron yeah s r o a n e dot com okay go check that out yeah <laughs> shameless plug pharaoh how is the light treating you brother how's how's these vibes this energy where is where is it being where has so, it brought you so far so low key i may be on this like come up as far as career path goes but do tell do tell oh you don't okay i don't want to okay. really Speak on it. Okay. Everything's fine. Fine. Okay. Um, I respect if that. that. If that works out, uh, you know, then the light will be keeping me stronger than I was. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, bro, just working. Um, so I'm way more involved in my fraternity right now than I want to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you definitely have. You definitely have. Here yeah. we are. Yeah. Uh, which works because there's nothing else to really do in Providence. So, you know, <laughs> it's working out. It's working out. Um, um, outside of that, you know, once this career thing, career situation is a little more stable, mm-hmm. uh, I think I'll be able to get back to some of my previous projects. How are you feeling? My question is, how are you feeling about it? Oh, I'm feeling like ecstatic. Like no, if this okay, is, that's if good. this is right. right, then okay. you know, I'm about to be making money, money. No. Um, making money, money. Well, <laughs> well, well. You know who's not ecstatic right now is uh, is Cohen, and um, <laughs> and and not. Co- I wouldn't say Comey. I would say Comey's okay. I just know that Cohen and fucking Manafort are are not happy like Pharaoh's happy. <laughs> like Pharaoh's ecstatic about his his career choices right now. Uh. I think Cohen and Manafort may be like no pun intended mulling over their their career choices like should i have done this <laughs> should i have gone this route so make sure pharaoh every every um action comes with a consequence make sure that your consequences don't line up like manafort's and cohen's <laughs> that's the truth that's true you know um but Esta, t- talk about it talk about it tell us about it uh so this week Muller decided to spill all the tea. Yep. He he charged Manafort with lying on his plea deal. So that plea deal is gone and he's recommending all the jail time for Manafort. Yep. Um Cohen is still out there singing like a bird. Yep. And he's telling all of Trump's business. So basically when you know Muller released this report on on what he's been speaking to Cohen with he's been speaking with him for over 70 hours and he's been spilling things like how they were talking about this russian hotel deal well into the campaign yep and if you look at what happened during the campaign and you line it up with what cohen is saying it makes a lot of sense where before the whole russian establishment was totally against russia I mean, the whole Republican establishment was totally against Russia. And all of a sudden, you know, Trump comes in here. He's like, oh, we need to be best friends with Russia. 
And it's like, why why did that happen? And yeah. then like at the Republican convention, it was the only change that Trump made to the Republican platform mm. was Once that we are we should be more friendly with Russia. Russia. Yeah. Why? Because he was trying to get a hotel deal. Yeah. I mean, all this kind of leads to the fact that in I, Moscow, right? Yeah. Because yeah, it was yeah. like a Trump Moscow, they were saying. Basically, and he was gonna give he was gonna give and another thing that would probably get him in trouble is that he was going to give Putin a fifty million dollar condo on the top floor Damn. of the hotel. Seriously. Which is um in violation of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Like, so you know, you look at all of this and it's not as if even Cohen is just kind of saying this and it's like he said, she said. Like they found all this stuff out before Cohen kind of gave it to him and Cohen's just corroborating it. So they have yeah. documents, they have yeah. you know, text messages, phone calls. Um and the biggest one, the biggest one that everybody's looking for is that so um Donald Trump Jr. I think it was like five minutes after the big Trump Tower meeting with the the Russian spies and uh the whole Trump team. Yeah. Gets a blocked call. And what? He gets this blocked call, he's on the um call for a couple of minutes, then he hangs up. And everybody is asking who was on the blocked call. Because if it's Trump on that blocked call, then, then yep. they know that Trump knew about everything and is lying about it you know what i'm saying and yeah. we already kind of know that but like if there's proof that that happened yeah then that's you know that's a that's a felony he was lying about his actions there you go so you know we're we're gonna see but i feel like there was just a ton of news that 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 popped off this uh this week in regards to the investigation and so esther tell me about uh what's going on with um with uh comey um this testimonial was closed door yeah, closed yeah, door, from my door. understanding. Yep. Um, so yeah, the congressional Republicans, I guess, right before they want, they were getting ready to lose power, wanted to drag Comey back in front of them for a closed door hearing, feeling like they were going to get the smoking gun on Hillary Clinton that they've been waiting for for so long. Okay. And it was really the same old song and dance, you know, like there was no new information. Um the only new thing to <laughs> to the detriment of Republicans Uh-oh. is that um the FBI agent that was there with Comey um basically confirmed that there's an active investigation yep. going on into yep. whether Trump obstructed justice. Yep. And Comey said that he believes that Trump obstructed justice when he directed Comey to drop the investigation into Mike Flynn. Yep. And I, and I always think that like nowadays, you know, with Trump, everything is so like muted, but like if the director of the FBI yeah. said that he believes somebody obstructed justice, they probably obstructed justice. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it probably is, happened. He, he's not just saying uh, it just for shit. They said it is true. Yeah. Nine you know, <laughs> Like it's not like I'm saying it's like it's the head of the Federal Bureau of Investigations. <laughs> like, yeah. So I I just think that you know like this it any other administration this would be like the biggest news yeah. of the century. Yeah. And now everybody's just like okay like it's almost, nobody's gonna convict them. It's so. almost like um it's almost like mass shootings at this point in time. The, all of this stuff has continued you know we're just we're seeing it over and over and over and over again and they're just trying to get us they're trying to get us used to the chaos really yeah i don't even you know it's like all of this stuff that's that's going on especially with um 
at, as you but said. But they're winning on that regard. They are. Like, they are. are we yeah. aren't, aren't people adjusted to Trump now? Yeah. It's almost kind of scary how adjusted people are to Trump. They're just kind of like, oh, well, Trump. Just because that's thought you were saying that no other administration for the most part beforehand this could n never have gone over but republicans and donald trump are as i said are trying to get us used to and acclimated to what chaos and you know saying you know things about russia before we would have never thought that russia you know that we would um you know be a, a, a aligning ourselves or or not us but the white house yeah. you know the president of the united states would be aligning himself with uh, I don't know. You want to call him a the Kremlin? Exactly, the Kremlin. <laughs> we'll just say that. Like, never, never in a million years would anybody have thought that previously. But now they're trying to get us used to this shit. Yeah, and I um, I was thinking about it the other day because I was trying to figure out why. Like, why are people so numb to this? Mm, but I think question. like back in the day, you could shame an official out of office. Like we were talking about this a little bit before, right? Mm. Like, you know, politicians. The unshameable administration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like there was never a president who just said nah. Like, I'm just, I don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, like Nixon, he was, he was fighting it to the point where it was clear they were going to impeach him. And then he was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna leave. But Trump was like, nah, make me leave. And Mitch McConnell's like, I'm not going to convict him. And everybody else followed suit. So it's like, All what these can other you governors and so forth? You can have the women's march, the men's march, yeah. the million man march. And they're like, so good. Good luck. God bless. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> don't forget we're calling, you know, Donald I Trump don't think any of us really realize how much the system ran off the ability to shame someone out of office. Yeah. That was kind of like the thing for America. Like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Let me leave and walk out, bow out gracefully. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nobody asked. I mean, the me too movement is getting a lot of people. Well, still, it's based on their yeah, idea. But they're of, getting, yeah, but, but they're getting like people who are still shameable. The oh, president of the United States is not you. a shameable human being. Roy Moore is not shameable. And our whole system relied on being shamed yeah. out of office. Like, we caught you now. Bow out gracefully so we don't have to push the limits of our legal system. Don't forget. Trump is not that guy. Donald Trump is still an unindicted co-conspirator. Oh, yeah. That was don't the, forget. He's still an unindicted co-conspirator. That was the other thing, like it um in the um the Cohen filings, yeah. the the what is it the Southern District of New York, Southern yeah the Southern District of New York, um, yeah. like convicted like they said like yeah. Trump directed a, him to break the yeah. law exactly <laughs> exactly like well, like this like, is the thing about Cohen though like <laughs> he's so he's been I don't know if if, if we want to say that he's been lying to um the you know the prosecutors or whatever that he um the southern district of new york and and and, and uh muller yeah. i don't know if he's been lying to them but they're saying that his word is almost you know um you can't it, it basically it holds no weight anymore yeah i think they were saying because he was going back and forth with trump you know and was it him or is it just manafort um manafort was it was manafort not cohen okay but cohen was yeah cohen was like they had to coerce this information out of him. Mm. Like he was trying to behave like, oh, like, you know, I was doing this for the country and I felt bad about it. And they were like, no, we put you in a corner and beat it out of you, basically. Mm. So like this information isn't stuff that this Cohen gave up. And it's like he said, she said, is stuff that they had evidence for that made, that compelled him to, to you know. And so his, so his testimony or statement. They threatened to, yeah, basically they had to threaten him to get the information. But was he lying though? I don't know. They got the information now. 
I don't think he was lying initially. Remember they raided his office? Remember they raided his <laughs> office, got his cell phone and stuff? Like they probably have the information they need from his stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. and he's still not cooperating fully. Like um he's still like he won't cooperate with, with certain investigations. Um So he he's like he's trying to say, nah, I'm not trying to do this. Yeah, 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 for certain things. So it's just like, you know, and he it, can't it do that. That it, wasn't a part of his plea agreement. Well, it depends who you're talking about. So if you're talking about um Cohen. Of, uh, so Cohen, Cohen part of his plea his plea agreement is only for the specific stuff he's talking about now. Okay. But they've been asking him about other things that he's not giving up. That's why they are still recommending And they have this information. Time. Yeah, so it's still like, it's like he's still trying to hold out on them. Come like he's still not being, you know, totally... He's truthful. trying to hold out that he really thinks that Donald Trump is going to pardon him. Yeah, that's not happening. Though. No, it's not happening by any means, shape, or form. Um, John Kelly steps down too. Is this a big? Is this big news, Pharaoh? Uh, that's actually the worst news. <laughs> that so tell so like tell John us why Kelly, because John I really Kelly felt like John Kelly was the last adult in the room, and like I was, I generally think he was going to hold out the whole four years just on some, you know, I'm John Kelly. Yeah, but that's not happening. Apparently, Ivanka and her husband had something to do with him kind of agreeing to leave uh but i'm i'm afraid now oh hold on so you're saying that everything we've seen everything we've seen up until now has been trump under control and with good decent advisors Mm. people who knew anything about government are god yeah, because wasn't John John, John Kelly, Kelly was, was the, the last, last was the last of the Mohegans, huh? No, I think uh, Mad Dog Maddox is still he's there, still in there, yeah. And uh, I don't think he's supposed. And so he's the last one. He would be the last last. I one. I think Maddox. Yeah, I think uh, Maddox is the last one. I'm not of the quote unquote adults in the room. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to make of it. I mean, they're gonna. He's probably gonna install um, Mike Pence's chief of staff. Um, onto him so you know it's just gonna be means. yeah okay i mean we're gonna see what happens because um john kelly was probably one of the um ones main ones to you know take things like as when donald trump was asking about some ridiculous um you know things john kelly was like in the background like nah we're not doing this Kinda. so now he's not there so now yeah. war could possibly happen who's there yeah uh, I mean, that's a little extreme. Is that a, is that is that is that too much drama? Yeah, I don't. The war part is extreme. I, I'm more I'm more worried. I'm not so much worried about what they do internationally. I'm worried about things they're doing domestically. Mm. That is very true. I just don't know if like Kelly had up. that much power. Like he was already kind of neutered in the West Wing anyway. Mm. So. His leaving is largely symptomatic. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like he had this big influence in that wing anyway. He was just kind of talking to Trump, and Trump was ignoring him. Oh, I thought he did Um, have some type of power. He tried to in the beginning, but they just kind of railroaded him. You know, like, that's how everybody who tries to control Trump ends up. You can't really control him. They railroad you. Um, So, as, you know, much as I wish there were more adults in the room, quote-unquote, um... I don't know if it's really helping. Yeah. Um, so should we... Okay, so kind of just wrapping up the whole Cohen and um, Manafort deal. Um, so what 
what can we look forward to now that we're seeing, and apparently this was a 235-page um, transcript uh, yeah. of Comey uh, and, and his testimony um, to the House Committee and so forth. What, because, because of this testimony, do we see anything, should we be seeing anything coming after this? I mean, it's it's starting to look clearer and clearer that um, Mueller has an obstructive, um, you know, obstruction of justice case against Trump, mm-hmm. and also that he's looking into other things like Russian collusion, um, his business dealings, and he has a a, a pretty good case. Okay, um, I think really though, what you're going to be looking for is what happens when the Democratic majority comes into the House. They yeah, only got a couple um, more weeks. Because you know they're gonna they're gonna start shooting out some subpoenas. Yeah, they um, did say that impeachment wasn't going to be like on their uh, list of like or the top list of things. They're gonna make sure that they uh, look into, um, I think, possibly getting his like taxes and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't I don't know if like impeachment should be. I would go around arresting everybody else around him, mm. arrest Trump Jr. arrest Ivanka. Yeah. Squeeze that pressure. That's what I'm talking about. Just make it look like he is so corrupt that. I think that's stupid. That's dumb. Don't do that. Why do you say that? Like this, with everything you know about this man, why would you push him into the corner like that? Why? Because the best thing I think Democrats can do is try to keep out democracy. Try to pass some. If not pass, start promoting the sensible legislation that they want to be their brand for the next 10 years. That's what they need to start doing. But fighting... Mm, that's gonna, that is going to be an interesting you know, one. Lord, up against the corner. The worst stuff comes out when the monster's backed into the corner. He started taking the monster's kids, and you think he's just going to just take that shit? I don't think you guys are being smart. I think you guys are trying to win these moral victories. He's right. But if you're being strategic, I think we have two more years of Trump. The best thing. Uh oh. He's cutting in and out. Wouldn't push him into a corner. Say it one more. Fair. Say that one more time because you were just breaking up. I think I said, I said the best thing to do would be to put Trump in a box, but not to back him into a corner. Okay. Yeah. I mean. The reason I disagree with that is because you're going to have two different leading voices in the Democratic Party coming up. You're going to have the Democratic Congress, and then you're going to have whoever is running for president. I think if you're talking to the people, the only people who are really going to be able to voice that bedrock of what we want to do as a democracy are going to be the presidential contenders. The people who can actually do any kind of work are going to be our Democratic majority in Congress, and they can't pass any bills because Mitch McConnell isn't passing shit passing other shit. than the judges he wants to put through. Yeah, and I don't think as a democracy and as a a co-equal branch of government, you can operate in fear of the executive. You can't just let him know that you are scared to death of him. So I think that it is their job to investigate them. I, the only reason I don't push for impeachment is because I think it wouldn't work and it would just rile up his base. Mm. But I do think that you have to make him look so corrupt, and you have to make this administration look so corrupt that that a lot of republicans and every single independent is going to run from him screaming and that's the only way you're going to be able to win the election yeah. in 2020. See, i think they keep i think they've been trying that and that's not working trying to print donald trump as corrupt is not pulling independence and pulling the republican base over to reason it's just pushing them further in his corner so that fundamentally has not worked and has not been working since the moment they've been trying to get that to work. This whole notion that I convince convince people who support Trump to change their mind. 
They're not changing their mind, bro. There's nothing you can do to get these people to change their mind. Would we say that? All right. So I understand that we need we need them to change their mind in regards to voting, right? So not really. No, I'm that's not. That's what I'm wondering. Like, do we need my question? My follow up question was, do we need to change their mind? When I say the people who I'm, I'm saying that you need to convince aren't Trump supporters. What I'm yeah. saying is you're trying to comp- um, independence. convince independence. Because yeah. really, if you convince like 2% more of independence in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, you win that race. Mm. So if you convince independence to come over to your side and then you just get the rest of the never Trumpers to just jump off that train totally, you, you have a Democratic majority in um, the Electoral College. You can win that battle. Yeah. So I'm just saying that really... With a Democratic majority that can actually subpoena people and really get them in front of Congress and yeah. ask those real questions, and ask real questions, really yeah. putting people yeah. like people's feet to the fire. Yeah. I feel like you can really make it very, very apparent where you yeah. couldn't do that when you were out of power. I say, yeah, crack the foundation, let that shit fall. On All right, you guys put Ivanka Trump in jail; it's going to be a problem. <laughs> okay, I was, I was pushing All on right? Ivanka Trump. Yeah. I would say that, like, but like that's my. <laughs> Like, you're saying all these things because they sound right. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying being right would be wrong for all of us. I mean, that's, that's true. That's, I understand, yeah. That yeah. It's a very hard philosophy to push. But I don't think, and I still don't think, people truly understand Trump, tr- understand the hook he has on our culture right now, and nor understand his base. Okay? We could spend the next two years trying to get this, rest this guy's people, put all this pressure on him, and then get to the election and not have a, a not have a riled up Democratic base and just have nothing but a fired up Republican base and lose the election. Because I so, mean, yeah, as you said, I do agree. All you would do, all you would do, is validate his right as president because he'll win re-election off of it. So I don't think that's the way to win. And I don't know how to say this in a way that is palatable. Like people here are like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because all they want to do is kill this guy. All they want to do is take this guy down. Like he angers them. But don't get sucked in because that's where he thrives. He thrives off the negative emotions. Well, him and his base. Because just as we, as you were saying, like, there, is no, there is no changing their minds is what I was saying previously. There's no changing these ne- these not never Trumpers, but forever Trumpers. You know, there's no changing their mind. Um, but for me, it would be they. You know, you you, you can't you can't dispute fact to it. Well, you know, or or I would say dispute may not be the correct word, but you can't erase it and 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 have it never be there it's like the fact is trump is an unindicted code conspirator and if the um democratic house committee when they do uh come in uh take you know take their seats that um that once they start having these these um you know these hearings Mm -hmm. and and you know actually you know asking the good the right questions and not being um uh a what's his name um who's the guy um the senator who uh not john kelly um forget him but you like not being one of these republican senators that are going to you know continue to um you know not ask the the right questions and just say uh whoever you know the the um the judge uh who was just kavanaugh kavanaugh like just letting him go and just saying he's a he's a great man you know and uh and 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 you guys are are, are smear or you know smearing his name and you know his Isn't family like lindsey graham? graham thank okay. you yeah you know yeah so. I, I i i guess you know the the way i come 
um, from this is like if you looked at like Beto O'Rourke's race, right? Yeah. So there were about three hundred thousand people who voted for the Republican governor, Governor uh, Greg Abbott, who didn't vote for Ted Cruz. Yeah. Um, if you look at that, the reason that happens is because they made a candidate who was so unpalatable that people were Republicans and they liked the Republican governor but didn't like the Republican senator. I think you have the opportunity to do that with Trump as long as you don't take it too far. So like what Fair was saying was like if you threw Ivanka in jail, like you would. Nice. You would kind of screw yeah. yourself yeah. um and i i think but if, i think if you go after the right people just you go after these people who are around him that just makes his organization look so who's, corrupt who's trump, so who's trump saving ivanka or um what's the other one i mean what trump jr or no, the uh ivana what's his wife his, ivanka is his daughter yeah the, his wife is who um oh wow i don't even Farrah, what's his wife's name again Ivana, right? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, I don't know. She's not important. But <laughs> uh, whose wife? Um, um, Trump's wife. What's Ivanka? Her? Ivanka? I mean, no, is um, Ivanka? not Ivanka. Shit, we over here. Shit, we all. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Yo, we are. It's all of us. Yo, it's all of us. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta cut it out. We gotta cut this part out. Um, but. Yeah, I don't Hold know. On. We got to get this. I can't. I, Melania. Oh, Melania. <laughs> <laughs> now when you say it, we now don't you here say like, it. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, so, who, who, yeah, I had a major so, fart. Yeah, I know. We all did. Um, so, who who is Trump saving? Ivanka or Melania? Ivanka. We all know this. That's what I'm telling you. Y'all better leave her alone, son. Y'all better stop. Y'all are wild in. This, I was talking uh, this to weird, the other day. Uh, this weird um, like, obsession. We're going to put Ivanka in jail. I said, you're, you're trying to destroy the world. You think he won't blow the world out to get his daughter back? Like, he's a monster. Why don't people understand monsters by now? He's watched know, all like, the bad movies. What does she feel about Like, deep down, like, knowing that your dad is a little pervertish about, about his comments towards you? No, she she loves her daddy. Just <laughs> gracious. So yeah. so Melania is getting the axe. If 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 um Mueller was like, I'm getting Melania. You think he's throwing her to the wolves? He might. You think he? You think you think uh, if somebody yelled um, fire in a movie theater that he that he would trip her and save Ivanka? He'd probably trip both of them to himself. <laughs> you think so? Over his daughter? Trump don't care about nobody I but Trump. I always believe he saved himself over his kids. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's not what okay. I'm saying. All right, I'm just saying. So she's up the there, but she's not. Him. She's not above him. But she's up there. No, Trump's a sociopath. Yeah, I mean, does Kanye put Kanye above Kanye? I mean, that's a very good yeah. question. I mean, I think, <laughs> honestly, though, towards Phil's point, I think the biggest fear would be, and I think the the only way Democrats could overstep would be to make Trump fear that if he left office, he would go to jail. Mm. Like, if Trump truly feared that if he got voted out of office, yeah. that he would be under arrest, then yeah. some shit would happen, because he would just not leave. You yeah. know what I'm so saying? He's throwing everybody So, like, that's why I'm like, yeah, like, I think that there is a point that you want to go to this, but if you're like, yo, when he gets out of office, we're locking him up, if he gets the sense that that's going to happen, yeah, 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 no, he's, he'll... Shit, shit's about to go down. Shit'll go down. <laughs> the oh. nuclear codes. I mean, Damn. oh, God, goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, but just speaking of... Um, that that crazy climate change that uh, we were speaking of earlier. We're going to change topics really quickly. 
Swerve. We have to swerve off this swerve because up. I can't think. I can't <laughs> think and wrap my mind around if because I'm just like Mullet is coming down with some shit, y'all. Like he he is a mastermind. And he about I feel like he's about to corner Trump. And I think it's about to be over, dude. That's why I'm like, I got to change. Like, that whole transition sucked before, but I was like, I can't. Like, I can't wrap my mind around this shit. I'll say one thing, though. Like, everybody paints Muller as a genius, and he is a, he's a, he's a great investigator. He got, he got stuff that we but, don't know about. But I think, honestly, Trump is so corrupt that, like, your your regular beat cop could figure all this shit out if they look okay. for it. Okay. Like, I don't know if he... Like, I think his genius is in keeping it under wraps, and there's no leaks, there's no nothing, and he's just able to kind of do it in a very strategic way. Yeah. But, like, I think that with Trump, like and the difference is between like other people who have been investigated so like the Clintons Hillary Clinton stuff like yeah. that is that there's actual fire with their smoke like yes. when you investigate yeah. these people they go to jail where when you investigate the Clintons like nobody goes to jail yeah. so like I just think that you know it's a different type of situation it's but, politics um, people don't go to jail and for in politics basically so <laughs> we, we can we can we can change to yeah, the, the, cha- the world dying in front of our eyes <laughs> not next not, year not by uh not by trump's hand but by uh by by humans hands basically yeah, yeah. so Farrah, i'm gonna kick it to you brother on this um you know bringing back well, it's not gonna be stargazing but you know we're we're uh we're looking up we're looking up to the universe from earth <laughs> Looking up to the small. Uh, we're going to yeah. bring it right back down to Earth because there's no need to look at the stars for what we're talking about. Today. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, the short and long of it is there was a climate report uh, that came out uh, a few weeks ago that basically said that we are we produced more carbon this year than we got rid of in the first year for like the past three years. Uh, That Paris climate accord that Trump pulled us out of is being cited as one of the reasons why now we're actually that and a new booming economy in Asia seem to be producing more CO2 gases than we previously thought we would be producing at this time. So if we were trying to roll it back, now we're pushing out more, and as you know, the environment can only handle so much of that in the atmosphere. Uh, they're blaming, they're saying that these new increases or these projection changes are the reason behind a lot of these cataclysmic clasm- storms we've been having, the increased forest fires they're having out in California, and it makes it harder to solve these problems when one of the, the world's biggest economies uh, their head of their economy doesn't seem at all interested in trying to fix this problem. Um, so, you know, when I was, it may um, all be ending soon. Reading it, I heard that um, there's really there's really no way of fixing this problem. They were saying that the weather, for the most part, and they, um, meaning, um, I believe, like the weather experts, I was reading this somewhere, and I'm um, so I actually do not have. Uh, I may if I look into it right now. Um, We've come too far to go back. That is very essentially. True. Yeah. Um, that the weather is just like, uh, say, uh, um, a tsunami. Right. There's no stopping a tsunami. All you're going to do is all you all you can do is move people to higher ground. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing with these fires. Like what's going on, um, you know, in California. They know that there's no way of stopping these fires. The only thing that they like any preventative measure that they can do, um, and I believe I said this on one of our other podcasts, uh, previous ones, that um, they would have to burn like 
a ridiculous amount of acres um, so that, of course, you know, if something were to happen, like, it would it would be a controlled burn is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And um, and that would be the only way right now to kind of save either any other particular property and, and people um, would be to do a controlled burn in these areas. But they're saying that nobody wants to even bring that up because that is a, a career suicide because they're not going to want nobody wants to hear you have so- to burn like thousands of acres yeah but see here's the problem and that essentially that is the whole climate problem someone is committing someone is telling you what you need to do to fix the problem and then you're saying "Mm, i don't do that and the people aren't gonna like that idea so that's not gonna work yeah but you're telling me if i don't do this you know your houses are gonna burn down exactly like you're gonna have these massive wildfires like we'd rather the massive wildfires like that's apparently (laughs) the issue we're problem the problem scientists have like they're trying to tell you what the problem is how to fix the problem you're saying i'd rather the problem than your solution your solution exactly that's the entire climate change argument in application. So one of the things I also want to say is that the wildfires and the storms are all natural events. The problem is we're intensifying already natural events. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, this is the one thing, like, there have always been forest fires in California. Well, for a long time, California got really good at putting out the forest fires, and then they were wondering why there were no redwoods growing. Like, the redwoods were not making new redwoods. Okay. But it's because they weren't letting the forest burn. The forest burns, it enriches the soil, and that's why those trees are so freakishly big. Oh, wow. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. Okay. Like, the fire was already a part of the ecosystem. Those beautiful tall trees come because of these random little fires that enrich the soil. Yeah. So, it's it's natural. The problem is we're turning nature up. Yes. Like, that's what we don't understand. Like... And I don't know why people don't care. Like, this is the this is really the biggest issue. You're telling human beings that in about 30 years, they're not going to be able to live on their planet comfortably, and they're saying, okay, fuck that. I still want to drive my big-ass SUVs. Yep. Like, this is the this is the willingness of it. So it's, it's honestly annoying. Like, I, I talk to people who work in this field every day. Like, I don't even know how they mean any sort of optimism yeah. when you're telling people they're destroying the planet and they're saying, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. um, which is interesting. So not even just domestically here in the United States, um, this is actually happening um, globally. Um, in the New York Times uh, back in um, last month, they uh, actually released a report. And this is, you know, speaking especially, uh, specifically within Europe, uh, the UN report uh, that was released warned that the world is farther than it was uh, last year from meeting the goals of the Paris Agreement on climate change. Um, so they were saying that, like right now in Australia, also that the prime minister. So you know, kind of related to Pharaoh's, um, you know, Pharaoh's uh, statement, uh, just about you know people not caring, right? So in Australia, the prime minister Malcolm Turnbull failed to pass an energy uh, an energy reform bill that included modest climate goals and uh, was, and of course, was ousted by his own party for proposing it. Right. <laughs> so he is like, I want to pass this energy reform bill. However, th- 
you know, his opposition was like, nah, but now you need to get the fuck out of here for even saying that. So that, you know, even going towards the, the California shit, right? Yeah. It's like, they're like, we need to get this shit done. And this is what it's going to take. Yes, it's going to be a little bit hard, but we need to do it. And they're like, nah, we're not going to do it. Right. And then also in Brazil, apparently the, um, uh, the, uh, president elect, or I think he's a president now, um, you know, ridiculously far right, Jair uh, Bolsonaro, uh, what, you know, has promised to strip the Amazon rainforest of its legal uh, legal protections and, you know, possibly clearing the way for logging for such scale as virtually ensures dangerous climate change, right? It's so, over, bro. It's, it's over. over. Like you have these, like you have Trump, you have, um, you know, specifically the, um, uh, not the prime, that specific prime minister, but the cabinet. And then also, you know, in Brazil, you know, for, for one, then of course, you know, that, um, uh, Russia is not passing anything and, you know, these major world powers aren't passing anything. In like to at it. this point, at this point, I'm starting to suspect that there's a group who wants to destroy the world. Yeah. Someone's actively trying to destroy the, and they're winning. Yeah, they're winning. Like, this yeah. right wing movement across the world is everyone can see that doesn't work, but people keep voting for these guys. And the thing, what, and their reasoning for it, which is interesting to me, is that they're like, "Well, we're not going to be here." Like that's their whole reason. Like that's that's their that's their their um are their excuse or whatever it may have been yeah. for not I mean, backing up. I, 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 so one of the things that's interesting about that report is that it's basically saying that climate change is here and it's gonna happen in like ten years. Oh yeah. Like it's not even saying that a lot of the reports before were like in two thousand, you know, one hundred like, no. It yeah, used like, to be twenty fifty, twenty sixty, that's gone. Yeah, it's like it's like twenty twenty five. Like yeah. <laughs> like we'll next ride year, the corner, yeah. You know? <laughs> like we're gonna hide your kids, hide your wife. And and the other thing I, I try to tell people when I have this conversation with them is like I think they need to change the branding of it from like you're destroying the earth to you're destroying humans' place on the earth. Because the earth is always going it's to always be, gonna here. be here. Yeah. The, the earth will be hot, it'll be cold, it'll be this, it'll be that. Earth will be here. It corrects itself. Humans <laughs> may not be here. And I, I think that's the key. I mean, like somebody like Bolsonaro um, in, you know, um, Brazil, like that's a very, very hot country. Hot. And yeah. if you were to increase climate change, you By would life. push so many people away. Like, you already have problems with poverty in general. Now, imagine pushing everybody out of their favelas mm. and having them knocking on the Capitol door. I mean, like, if you see, and the CIA has already done studies on this, of the destabilizing effect of climate change. Oh, yeah. And that's like the biggest issue here is that you're going to have so many like refugees and people running trying to get to these other like northern and in deep southern countries trying to get away from all this heat where yeah. it's going to be desert yeah. that it's going to really destroy whole countries and economies. Economies. And done. what they were talking about in that report was like this stuff like economies and billions and billions of dollars of damage is going to happen. 2020 2030 like now you know so i i don't know at what point can you really wake people up where they're like you know they got to do something about this but yeah. eventually when their house is burning down in california they might they might think about it so um the un um 
you know, in this New York Times article, we uh, identified two reasons for gr- the growing gap between the, the Paris climate goals and reality. So you're saying first is the worldwide carbon pollution rose in 2017. And it said thanks to growing um, economies in Asia, um, you know, booming SUV sales worldwide, you know, as what Farrell was saying, mm. and a small increase in coal in, uh, use in India. So, you know, if we think about it, um, Asia, you know, they are like mass produced. I mean, one before they were the uh, world's garbage disposal because they were taking in everything, right? Mm-hmm. They have like mass factories, even um, what was that soot? It was like soot or something like that from uh, from the air that they had to, I don't know if you guys heard, but they had to put like masks on I in mean, like Japan or some shit like that. Well, when I went out or to it was in China, yeah. When I went out to India, there would be weather alerts that said smoke. Wow. Like, you know how, like, if you go on to Apple and it's like, oh, snow, sun, rain, like, I, w- I would look at mine and it would say smoke. Smoke. Um, so, you know, like, a lot of these places are heavily polluted. And yeah. part of the problem is that you have so many people who are in poverty. And if you want to raise them to the middle class, it takes a lot of economic output to do that. Yeah. And then once you do that, they require a lot of energy. Because before, when they were living in huts with no air conditioning, they weren't taking a lot of carbon. Yeah. But now they got SUVs and air conditioning and they work in big buildings. <laughs> and yeah. now, you Mass know, you got to... Where does all this economic output come from, right? Nike, it comes from, you better get it... You better get it situated because those <laughs> those those child laborers over there. Yeah, now they know. want they want cash. Now they want yeah. to buy Nikes. You know, and you got to produce more Nikes for them. My um, thing is, you better they better start coming up with a green a green energy solution for making these shits. They got to come up with some we, solar products. Somebody talk to Elon Musk when he's uh when he's in his right mind. Whatever it is, it has to be radical and it has yeah. to happen now. Now, you know, what I'm saying yeah. like it can't be. It's too late because <laughs> yeah. that's the other thing. That's the real problem. Common sense. The scientists should have said this to us 30 years ago, and the whole world should have gathered on trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's the problem. People don't care. There are literally large groups of human beings who believe all this climate shit is made up. And like, they don't think, yeah. man, it came, and that's, yeah. that's essentially your battling belief. Yeah. You're out here with your facts, and they have turned your facts into an opposite belief system than theirs. And the biggest thing it, is. It does. Yeah. Go ahead, Phil. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I don't under there's not there's no one who I've talked to or anything I've read said there's anything we can do to fix this problem. So to add on to that, we could yeah. all we could all stop using cars today, all of us, and it won't have any effect. And we still wouldn't be able to reverse the so problem. So to add on to that, Pharaoh, um, in this, uh, I was actually just going to say that too. Um, in this New York Times article, they said the so. They say there's two reasons for the growing gap uh, between the Paris goals and reality. So the second one is um, a blockbuster report released, um, I believe it was in September, by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, said that the world will not be able to directly remove as much carbon dioxide from the atmosphere as once thought. So just as Farrell said, there's we can't do anything about it because if the world can't remove this much carbon dioxide, then the world is just going to continue to heat up. Yeah, so we're fucked. <laughs> we need to build, we need to literally figure out a way to build machines that suck carbon dioxide out of the air. I Just know. like cars put carbon dioxide in the air, we have to invent the machine that does. That's the only Come way to on, fix NASA. the problem. Now, like, honestly, honestly, someone, someone. Mike there Pence, has to be instead, of, instead of creating an intergalactic, uh, intergalactical space, whatever you want to fucking call it, create. You know, find some damn scientists and engineers and shit that can do that. I mean, I believe that they do have 
technology that can do that is just ridiculously expensive to do. Yeah. Like, it's something that, like, it would just take, like, the world's resources and use them all up in order to do that. Like, and I think, you know, to your guys' point, like, one of the things that that report said was that if we met the Paris Accords, if, yep, it would still be bad. Yeah. It's just going to be worse that we're not. Like, they weren't saying, like, oh, the Paris Accords would be good. It would have been survivable, though. (laughs) If we had met the Paris Accords, it would have been survivable. Yeah, it still would have been bad, but it would have been, like, like, not as bad as what we're about to do now that we're missing it. No, no, no. (laughs) Now they're saying they don't know what's coming if it's survivable. There's a huge difference in something being survivable and something being not survivable i mean you would think that the people in i think it was like kentucky or wherever it is like uh, that's the uh, the state um what's the what's the state that has like the the most fracking here in the united states most fracking yeah those like they don't care steve they believe yeah. they're going to heaven when so, they die so my so thing yeah. you're telling them that you're gonna wipe out all human beings they already thought that was coming but my thing is you would think that you know uh, a, a state that is in the middle of the country um, that had like an earth, an actual earthquake a few years back, you would think that they would be like, oh shit, like, we're oh, you're talking mid- about Oklahoma. Oklahoma. You yeah. like, we're in the middle of this fucking country. You know, we're not on any sort of like fault line. We should not be experiencing any sort of, uh, of, of earthquake, but you did because of fracking. Like, come on. <laughs> uh. You would think that, you know, but. Anyways, um, so we're actually going to go into our deep, 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 deep dive. You little niggas ain't deep, you dumb. You niggas ain't gangster, you come. I chew little niggas. That shit get deep. Shit gets deeper. You get the picture? Yeah, I got the picture. This deep dive actually is going to be a good one because um, Esta and I actually were um, reading the same article and um, brought up, you know, around the same time, you know, what we should be talking about here. But... So, Kevin Hart, let me set the stage for the listeners Mm -hmm. and you guys. Um, Big name, huge name, very successful young black man. Um, He has broken a number of, you know, box office records. He is international. He is a motivational Nike speaker, all that stuff. You want to call him Instagram, fucking like. He has, I think, besides Will Smith, I think he may have like the most like followers if we're really like uh, measuring um, those particular stats. Um, he was asked la- this past week, right, if he could host the Oscars, and to Kevin Hart, the Oscars, um, you know, was his was a dream come true to, to host it, and you know, of course he was, you know, jumped right on board. So. Uh, cut to like a day or so after there, apparently there are haters, uh, that do not want to see Kevin Hart host the Oscars. Um, to me, I don't know why, like somebody, you know, he, he puts out positivity. He doesn't put out any sort of negative energy. He's always about empowering people, uh, whether you be black, white, Spanish, Asian, you know, native American, what have you. Um, and, but they didn't want they didn't want to see him host the Oscars. So they brought up a tweet from ten years ago, and um, 
you know, tried to shame Kevin Hart. Uh, and granted, I do not have the exact uh, tweet, but apparently it was something derogatory um, to the LGBTQIA com- um, committee or, you know, and um, and he said that he's like spoken about this um, in this particular clip uh, here that he put on Instagram. Academy, and um, that call basically said, Kevin, apologize for your tweets of old or we're going to have to move on to find another host. Talking about the tweets from 2009, 2010. I chose to pass. I passed on the apology. The reason why I passed is because I've addressed this several times. This is not the first time this has come up. I've addressed it. I've spoken on it. I've said where the rights and wrongs were. I've said who I am now versus who I was then. I've done it. I've done it. I'm not going to continue to go back and, and tap into the days of old when I moved on and I'm in a complete different space in my life. The same energy that went into finding those old tweets could be the same energy put into finding the response to the questions that have been asked years after years after years. We feed in the internet trolls and we reward them. I'm not going to do it, man. I'm going to be me. I'm going to stay on my ground. Regardless, Academy, I'm thankful and appreciative of the opportunity. If it goes away, no harm, no foul. Mm. So, I just gotta call- so, you know, he... so. Basically, Kevin Hart said, you know what, I am going to step down, um, you know, from hosting the Oscars, because just as he said, the Oscar says, you know, said to him, if you don't apologize, then we have to, you know, uh, go a different route. And he said, I'm not going to continue to keep apolo- I'm not going to continue to apologize for this. So my question to like you guys and Farrell, I'm going to have you kick this off. My question to you guys is how far do we go back? about tweets that you know and still hold that person to say oh you're the same person now that made these that made these uh comments or you know you know said something on on twitter and mind you he's a comedian so he wasn't you know and and i actually can't say he wasn't doing it for any sort you know to have any sort of ill intentions um however i'll just speak on kind of the things that kevin hart has done and it, everything for the most part has been public especially on instagram and he doesn't do things just uh you know for any uh negative energy or anything of that nature he does everything you know for positivity so like why is it that they would, you know, shame him in this way. So, fair. I'm gonna kick it to you in, in regards to that question. How how far do we go back? Um, how far do we go back in regards to these like tweets to bring them up to shame somebody if they're not that person anymore and they're doing they're they're doing good in the world now? Honestly, I think we shouldn't go that far back. I mean, look. Depends on the thing. If it's words, if it's comedians, I don't think it should count. For the most part, look, we look for comedians to say things that are inappropriate because they make us laugh. Now, if we're going to start crucifying everybody for everything they ever said, then we're not going to have anyone to ever listen to or anyone to ever entertain us or do anything. So we really have to figure out what the balance is going to be because this is crazy. Would you be crucifying uh, Bernie Mac right now for his milk and cookies jokes uh, years ago? Like, really, would we be doing that? Imagine if Richard Pryor was still alive. Like, what what would they say about him? You wouldn't wouldn't even be able to tolerate him. You would literally, you'd be putting him in the same box you put those crazy Republican dudes who say whatever they want. Mm. So I honestly think we have to have a little bit of context because this is a comedian. Yeah. 
Like we're talking about someone who makes jokes for a living and having them and upholding them to the highest moral standard. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And then um Estad, I'm gonna get Like don't get me wrong, it yeah. shouldn't be Cosby out here raping people. Like that's ridiculous. You yeah. know, put him in jail. But like I don't know. Yeah, and Esther, I'm going to get your um, opinion, but I just wanted to play this reaction um, that Dia Hughley put up. So let me get this straight. A comedian tells a joke that offends people and refuses uh, to apologize, uh, and people want to know what I think of that. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. Well played, Kevin Hart. That is how it's done. People always go, why do comedians get away with it? Because we're not scared to get fired. You can say whatever you want to if you're not scared to lose your gig. Well done, Kevin Hart. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. So on on those premises, S. Dot. Um, See, because he doesn't have anybody to answer to, are you free to say whatever it is you want and i mean you know and this would go for everybody this would also go for those you know white extremists if you even because that's freedom of speech you know well i mean he does have people but you have to be a comedian too so you have to get that not not, not really like he has people to to um to answer to he had to answer to the people who were running the oscars they said we don't like what you say apologize or you're fired yeah he chose to get fired Everybody has that right to do that. Mm. It just decides like if you want to. I, I think the whole thing with Kevin Hart um, is that I, I think especially in comedy. I So for comedy, what you're trying to do is you're trying to push the limits of something. Exactly. Yeah. And you're always just pushing it and seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. And you used to have the liberty of doing that kind of in private. Like a lot of times back in the day, artists would go to these small clubs. They yeah. would test out jokes. And they still do they, it to this day. Yeah, but yeah. it's like hard enough because everybody changed, got a video. Yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So like everybody's recording everything you said. That's why Kevin Hart at his shows said that you know they he puts has everybody put their cell phone in a bag. Yeah, yeah, take it all away yeah. because they don't have that liberty to you know try these things out anymore. And I think that context is always key. I mean, I feel like for the most part, comedians aren't really trying to hurt somebody. Exactly, they may be telling a in you know inappropriate, a, inappropriate yeah. irresponsible joke yeah but like their main goal isn't to hurt the lgbt yeah. community or hurt the black community or hurt you know women White, yeah or anything. like they're, they're not and you know some are but usually you can see that through their actions mm. um like i don't know if you're gonna play the ryan davis clip yeah um well i actually can't find it unfortunately oh okay well find that there shit. was something he said in there which i thought was interesting is he's like i live in the deep south and he's like i've seen homophobia straight up and he's like if you're somebody who's homophobic you can't do you would never do a scene where you were kissing another male actor or you had like another male actor pretending to be like hitting you from the back like it just wouldn't it happen. Wouldn't happen you, you wouldn't have so a broke back raised yeah. about it that yeah. you know like you couldn't do that so like kevin hart isn't homophobic he just made some bad jokes and he over time has repented for those yeah so at a certain point you have to forgive somebody you can't just sit around being mad at them the whole time especially if they don't have ill intent um so i think like in and that's the, as you key. said context is key like he didn't have any ill intent you know for that yes he may have hurt your feelings but i mean right now we're saying that you know it, it, he, he he's not putting anything out there for any sort of negative feelings, negative reactions, not negative feelings, but negative, um, you know, any sort of negativity, right? He's not spawning that. He's not saying, oh, go, you know, kill somebody because they're gay or go beat them up or anything like that. He, he wasn't even, he wasn't saying that. And I, I think like he, 
I, I think his main gripe about the whole thing was like he's like I apologize for this repeatedly. Yeah, like over it's not like over, yeah. he, he stood by it. Like nah, like I don't want my kid growing up gay. Like I don't like if you mad about it, you mad about it. Yeah. Then I would be like, I right, yo, like get him off of that. Like he's a homophobe. But like he's like I apologize for it. I said the wrong thing. I thought it was funny at the time. I understand it's not exactly. now. Um, so you know like sorry and if you can't take that apology if you're still mad about it then that is truly on you he's somebody who's apologized for it and who has done things to correct his actions yeah um so i think you have to you know take that into account yeah uh there's actually another comedian his name is andrew schultz um of the uh of the brilliant idiots with Charlemagne. he actually had a reaction to this too here's what i don't understand about this kevin hart situation the activist groups they're always trying to get people to change and become more progressive are the same groups that are punishing people for what they did 10 years ago. So if you had to go back 10 years to find something that this person did wrong, maybe, just maybe, they've changed. But if you're still punishing them, despite making the exact change that you want, maybe you never wanted change in the first place. Maybe you wanted revenge. That was big. <laughs> that was like when I when Ooh. I heard that that shit really stung. That shit stung. Ooh. So wow. to Pharaoh, he was said. So um, uh, this comedian Andrew Schultz. Um, did you uh, did you get to watch those uh, the um things I sent to you and I on what's it called? Yeah, but I just did Andrew Schultz one. Oh, okay, so he was saying. I don't think you sent that. So he was saying that um. If you can, you know, um, that if you wanted to see the change, right, 10 or, you know, now you want to see this change and this particular comedian, Kevin Hart, offered that change, right, and said, you know, he's apologized and he's not and he's not doing the same negativity or, you know, or, or trying to back up uh, his um, his stance that he had 10 years ago. Right. So that was the change that you want to see. Right. But now they're good. At, so now that he's saying these the lgbtq community is going back right and go is going back into it, 10 years ago and then going to crucify him for the person that he was back then and not the person that he is now so like the change happened now the change is now and he's you know he, kevin hart does not feel that way in regards to any way that he felt 10 years ago so the change happened but why are you now going to go back and then crucify him for you know the way he felt before but that's not the way he felt right now yeah i think uh, i think the most interesting part about what he said there was he's like if you wanted somebody to change and then they changed like he's like you had to go back 10 years where there was this 10 year span in which he did not say mm. anything mm. you know that was defamatory towards that community so yeah. there was this span of time um if not he was an ally for their yeah, side within so, that time so the change. So happened. you want, yeah. right? Like you got it. You got it to work. Like yes. you got this person to change. Yeah. Why are you still punishing him? Exactly. Um. And I think that's. I think that's very um, insightful. Like that's very because it, it's just when I heard it, that shit, I was like, true. damn, that shit was true. Because <laughs> then, so fair. He was like, if you, so, he said, maybe you didn't want to see the change. Maybe at this point in time, anything that you have in your heart is about revenge right now. You know, like. And, yeah, I, go ahead. I think you do. You, you well. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no. Go ahead, bro. No, I, I, I was saying. Uh, well, Nick Cannon put out something. It sounds like similar where he posted 
like tweets from Amy Schumer and a couple another other white actress yep. that were also homophobic and basically said <clears throat> what are we gonna hold everyone to this account? Yeah. Nick Cannon actually. Yeah, we're gonna hold every yeah, are we gonna hold everyone to this account, or are we just holding Kevin Hart? To so this Nick, so um, the 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 great CEO of PVA Studios, Ty, really just pulled up. Um, I walk in right on time. <laughs> right, you know on time. right on time. And pulled it up. Nick Cannon actually pulled up controversy about Amy Schumer and Chelsea Handler in defense of of Kevin Hart. Um, so Cannon said, questioned whether. Um, Amy Schumer or Chelsea Handler would face similar criticism for controversial tweets that they posted. Um, and yeah, basically, so, oh, okay, so Hart stepped down as host and, oh yeah, for tweets he made in 2009 and 2011. So if Amy Schumer and Chelsea Handler are making these same derogatory jokes, you got to keep that same energy. You got to keep that same energy. But they're not going after Amy Schumer or – and I mean, I don't want to make this a, a race thing, but go ahead, Ty. No, I mean, you don't you, you don't make it. You just – it's it's, it's obvious. It's obvious. Yeah. I mean, it could be a male-female thing. Yeah. But it's obvious. You know what I mean? You're – it's 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 obvious. Yeah. They're, they're, it's kind of like um, – I mean, I get it. Maybe, you know, it's like if somebody white made a joke about something racist, it's yeah. like a little bit – but then yeah. somebody black does it, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. If white women talk about it, it's like, oh, that's our friend. It's women. They yeah. can joke about it, yeah. right? Because women can roll. Exactly. But if a guy says it, it's wrong. Then it's like, ah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's it's yeah. So that is that is an interesting thing. And um, I actually wanted to then roll this into the Jamel Hill um, Atlantic article. Um, and Esat, I wanted you to kick that off for us. Yeah, sure. So. Jamel Hill wrote in the Atlantic about the incident at George H. W. Bush's funeral in which the Trumps sat right next to the Obamas and the Obamas graciously shook their hands and was kind of pleasant to them. And the point of our article was that she sometimes wishes that we were able to go low, like mm. that if somebody questioned you know, your intelligence and said, I want to see your transcripts from Harvard because I don't believe you were, you got into that school and were did well. And, you know, I want to see your birth certificate because I don't believe you were born in this country. Yeah. Like you have the right to be angry about that. And for some reason, as African-Americans, we have to take all this disrespect with a smile mm. and kind of just give back love and, you know, go high. When Turn the other low. cheek. Yeah. And it's like, why, are we why do we have to do that yeah. all the time? So she was like hoping that um she wasn't hoping but she was like sometimes i wish that they wouldn't yeah. go high that yeah. they would actually go low everybody saw those memes uh of hillary clinton at um hw's uh funeral president um bush's funeral and <clears throat> i mean they were going off the handle with them you know like you know and and you could just see hillary's face i mean we have it up on our instagram go check it out to any new listeners at the get up podcast on instagram um but I mean, I agree too. I mean, I don't know. And Pharaoh may actually have some something really insightful to say too, because you know, I would if you know to be honest, I would be in my egotism. Honestly, no, I don't. No. I okay. disagree with you guys completely. I think the Obamas did exactly what I would want the first black president to do. All right. Well, yeah, so and that's what I'm saying. Like, you were going to go against be one. Yeah. twice as good and twice as better as everybody else. So and don't, exactly so, so we, but why should we have, to, like, 
why why and I say we as black people to why should why do we have to continue to go high while they go low? Like as Donald Trump continues to go low, because going low doesn't win the game with these crazy ass white folk. Okay, you go low, they burn down the whole city. It's just not worth it. Okay, Asta, do you agree? Um, so I I, I think there are certain like levels to this. Um, there's so, level to this, man. Yeah. So like, if you looked at Reconstruction, right? What ninety percent of what happened would be black people would be doing nothing, yeah. and you know somebody would push one of them, so they'd be like stop pushing me and then they would burn down their whole town and kill everybody in it and say mm. the black people assaulted them mm. um it's 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 a pattern that's been happening throughout time where it, anytime black people kind of stand up for themselves against the disrespect we face a an immense backlash for it yeah i think today though there are certain people who do have the ability to fight back so, for instance, if you're somebody who has... There are definitely certain situations where I definitely think we can fight back. But, yeah. like, at a president's funeral... Well, so, yeah, I was going to I was gonna get to that. Um, So, say, like, you're somebody like Kevin Hart, right? Mm. They make Kevin Hart... They're trying to make Kevin Hart bow and apologize for something he did forever yeah. ago. Yeah. He can say no. He has the resources, too. He has a he strong enough fan base. Yeah. He can say no. Yeah. Um, for the Obamas, and this is especially when you're dealing with Trump, um, he's the definition of saying, you know, you you don't wrestle with pigs, you both get dirty, only the pig will like it. There you go. If you if if Obama were to say anything to him or just like snubbed him and like, you know, it would have been in the news for the next sixteen days, the big feud against him and Trump, and it would accomplish nothing other than rallying up Trump's base. Yeah. So him reaching out and just doing that handshake was actually the best move he could have possibly did. But I do think as president and as the fact that um, you know, he's kind of um elevated himself to a certain um level in our society, he doesn't particularly have to do that anymore. And yeah. when he is disrespectful expected, he should be able to fight back. I just don't think that Trump is the right person to do that with. Because Trump wants the fight. Like that's the part that he likes. Okay. Like, I mean he does, yeah. He likes when people like go after go at him because Yeah, like then, he just wants to throw more of yeah. his shit around. Yeah. So like you you start throwing stuff back at him. He's like, yeah, now I'm in this <laughs> I'm in the fight with you. And like you're just like you're arguing with another fool and you just look foolish. He's a monkey so, throwing shit. That's yeah, true, yeah. It's just it was the smartest thing for them to do at that time mm. but i do think for other black people especially if you have a lot like if you're a jay-z if you're a beyonce if you're a kevin hart if you're a dl hughley somebody disrespect you say fuck them give them the finger so <laughs> my thing is my thing is so if if the um in pharaoh if the o obamas did do what the clintons did like and we would and and they got negative shit for it right i mean what would that what ultimately what does that say if Obama did what the Clintons did, you would only be proving the base right, mm. the Trump's base right. Okay, like that's what you don't understand. I hear you. No, like, I hear you understand you. what's being said about you on the other side, then you understand that what Obama and uh, his wife did was was rebellion against him was proving them wrong. Mm. I'm not the monster you make me out to be. I'm courteous. Yeah, the other people you can say we're not. But you can't say that about us. You have, you're true. literally that's still true. lying. About that is me. true. That's actually going to be the name. You of know what I'm saying? Don't wrestle with like this. that's. If you know anything about Obama, that's how he fights. Yeah. Oh, that's what I you're like saying. That. Let me do with my words. Even like he used to call ISIS ISIL. ISIL. Yep. Yeah. They he's like, hated yeah. that. Yeah. They hated. Why are you calling it ISIS? Because I'm not a dumbass. 
<laughs> Actually, can we talk about that for 2.2 seconds? Pharaoh, can I pick your brain about that? Why do you think that they called ISIS ISIS? And because ISIS wasn't, I, I mean, in, in SDOT, um, Nas said this. I actually just listened to the Swiss Beats um, tape yeah. uh, that he just put out and that Nas track and uh, that he had on there. And uh, Nas was even saying, like, why would they say ISIS? Like, and Pharaoh, just because you're into the Egyptian, you know, um, mythology and, and history. It's and an acronym. It's an acronym. Stop. It's okay. an acronym. Okay. All right. It's not. <laughs> yeah, thank you. The, the only difference is Stop. like the last letter. Stop. I just want to make sure is when they when you use L, it's like the Levant, mm. which basically describes that territory around um, the rivers in like Israel. Like okay. the Levant is a specific area. Okay. Um, where I. I I forget what they were using the, but it's like it, it's just two different acronyms. Yeah, um, that they're using. Um, no, but I'm saying like in regards to like if they say I, not not even like ISIS or ISIL, but just I know like the first ISIS. two are like Islamic it's Islamic State, state blah, blah, blah. of the something and Levant or oh, something okay. and the, like that. Yeah. So, so, so they so it's so yeah. the rebels are the ones yeah. who coined it. I like basically had a long name for it, but then shortened it to be ISIS. Okay, yeah, like there was a lot. Every, of names yeah, everyone like, everyone shortened it for like the the document. Yeah, so doc, yeah, that's true. No, that's true. Okay, all right, well, interesting. Well, I mean, hey, this was uh, this was a really interesting deep dive. I actually liked it. Um, go ahead. Oh, just real quick. So it's um. It stands for the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. Iraq, okay. And okay. yeah, Obama would always say ISIL as the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, oh, which was okay. it's just a different because everybody Ge had different names. Like yeah. the disrespectful one was actually um, Daesh, um, so mm. that's what the rebels would call them, and okay. it was supposed to be like the disrespectful name. Like okay. they, like ISIS hated being called um, Daesh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's just a it's just like a name. Interesting. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. I think we're going to wrap that up right there. Yeah. Button it up. Pharaoh, Gold Star Point and or a who you send to the grape fields? Uh, I would just like to send everyone who doesn't take climate change to the grape fields. <laughs> like, you're killing us. I don't mm -hmm. know how easy or plain or dramatic to say it, but your ignorance is literally killing the species. Mm. So... Go pick some grapes, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you fucking assholes, you. That's not what about you. Um, just anybody I could send to the grape fields, it would be uh, Paul Manafort. Um, you're lying to the FBI, and you believe that you're going to get a pardon from the president, but the president can only pardon you for federal crimes. Yeah. And you have two crimes against you from in the, the D.C. Yep. Circuit Court. And in so, New York. Yeah, you're going to jail. Yeah, either way, you're doing time, um, buddy. You're doing time. You know, so like it's it's not it's not looking good, and it was just a dumbass move. Like you really thought you were getting over on Mueller. Like yeah. one of the things I find so funny about conservatives sometimes is they really believe Trump's BS. Yeah, like that everybody like, else is incompetent. Wholeheartedly, they, nobody yeah. knows, and he just got the master plan. Yeah. Nah, and everything, no plan. And everything that that. Uh, Everybody in the opposition puts out is fake news, but everything that Donald Trump says is reality. That's how fact. you end up in jail. Like, oh, we're just gonna lie and it's gonna wait, 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 what? Yeah. Oh, Hillary Clinton did it. No, she didn't. What? What happened? Right. <laughs> right. Um, I am. I'll end it off with a gold star point. Um, 
you most definitely um, do learn things each and every day. Um, as they say, uh, you learn, I mean, as the saying goes, you learn things um, every day. So even just in this conversation, I've learned, um, especially ISIS, <laughs> you know, um, and not trying to get too deep with it because there's no need for it. And I actually really like the fact what Pharaoh was saying about, um, you know, prove them wrong and stay on the good side of things. I mean, that, that can, that can correlate into so many different life, um, things. So we are dropping life gems on the get up podcast, life gems, words of wisdom. Make sure you check it out, (laughs) write it down, uh, uh, inhale it, all that stuff. Um, so this is the get up podcast. We are almost done with our second season. Um, we have, as I said, should we re- should we tell them next week? Should we release it next week of our our? Plans? No, we're gonna we're gonna be release it in uh, January. Okay, no, I I didn't know if we wanted to do like a a, a snippet. No, no, no this, this is straight surprise. Straight boom. Straight surprise. Um, did y'all? Um, side note, did y'all see that meme? Uh, not Hazel even. can't keep a secret for shit. I I can't. I can't I'm just so excited. Secret for shit. I'll keep it. I'll keep it. I'll keep it. <laughs> All right, listeners. I tried to. I try to help you. I try to be uh, an ally, like Kevin Hart. But <laughs> uh, so but dumb. they not trying to make me live. We got. We got to cut this. Yeah, he's painting himself <laughs> as the resistance. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Clearly wrong, but somehow he's the resistance. <laughs> oh shit! Again, this is a get up podcast. Wake up, wake up, and we say. Boom. Bye. God damn. It's a new.